Welcome to the podcast, Successful as Fuck. I am your host, Raya Gonzalez, and this podcast is a compliment to my book, Successful as Fuck, which is due out September 2022. The book explores success in all its forms through the lens of my personal story. But on these episodes, we're going to hear from people just like you and their stories of unconventional success and tenacity. Tune in, ask questions, and stick around for the fun. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the technologically challenged show called Success Must Fuck by yours truly, Raya Gonzalez. Um, I am here today with Angie. We are going to dive into her story of success and transformation and how she helps people um, transform themselves too. And um, so this live stream, the intention really is to tell other people's stories of success as um, as they've gone through different things. Because my book that's coming out in September, which is also called Successful as Fuck, is my story. Um, so I wanted to spread the love a little bit because we all have a different definition of success. We've all been through different things. And I think it's important, and that's a big component of my book, is like normal people stories, you know, like just normalizing how we feel about things. It's not all the glossy Instagram fun stuff that we love to look at, but isn't realistic when it comes to real life. So welcome, Angie. Thank you so Thank much. You. Yeah. Thanks Tell us me. a little bit about yourself and about how you serve people. Yeah, I'm a transformational coach. So I work with people to help them undo all those limiting beliefs and the blocks and work on some of that healing, those old wounds that they've been dealing with that typically uh, holds people back or prevents them from being what they imagine to be their best self um, and also their true self. So I work with a lot of people who are kind of at this place where they're realizing that they've been living this life for everybody else except for themselves mm -hmm. and they're ready to sort of let go of this old identity this these old roles these old ways of being these old stories and narratives and beliefs that keep them from being really truly aligned to their values and their authenticity and i help kind of support people in gaining clarity so that they can move forward. I work with a lot of people who are creatives and want to do something in the world, want to create a better world in some way, but there are some beliefs or things that are holding them back from doing that. So yeah, I, and I, I use all kinds of tools. I use coaching and Reiki and intuitive art and journaling and community spaces, retreats, and coaching programs, teaching classes and workshops. Um, it's kind of a whole gamut of things that I've collected over the past 20 plus years that I love. And so uh, I kind of like to see my work as like a collage. I like doing a lot of collage work in my art. And I was like, my business feels kind of like a collage. It's like a collage of all the things that I love that bring me joy and that help create connection and promote self-discovery and um, that authenticity. I love that. I I have like, and I don't re even remember if I put it in the book, but I've said this before, and that is that like, I am like a mosaic. 
So all these broken pieces that are put back together mm-hmm. and to create something very beautiful. Yeah. And um, and you put it back together sort of haphazardly. It doesn't always fit exactly right. Mm. But in the end, it creates something really, really beautiful. And you couldn't mm. have had that had those pieces not been broken. Totally. So that's like something that was a realization that I had for me. And for exactly. other people to know too, Angie was very um, pivotal in an entire year of healing that I had. Mm. I have a whole podcast episode on the client experience revolution. If you go back to the last episode of um, 2020 called um, Shoulders Back, Heart Out, um, I talk about a Reiki session that I did with Angie, where literally everything in the Reiki session came true over the year 2020. Um, And it was just a phenomenal um, experience to go through being open, because that was my first experience, being open to a different process of healing. Yeah. Um, and then seeing how all these other modalities of healing came true. And, um, you know, in, in some ways, like painfully came true. Yeah. In some ways, yeah. but it needed to be, you know, painful in the sense mm-hmm. that I, I don't think I would have been able to receive it any other way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it like, please listen to that episode because, what Angie does is like magical in every Aww. every way. So I, I just have to say that. But thank you. It is magical. I can't even explain it all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's happening. It's just happening. You're like, <laughs> I'm just the that's it. Like, yeah. that's it. <laughs> well, Angie, looking back in your life, what would you say, um, like in your early adult years or late yeah. teens or early adult years, what did you think success was at that point when you were like formulating who you were going to be? What would be success for you at that point in your life? Yeah, I think success, um, you know, I'm imagining sort of coming out of college and what did I imagine success looking like for me? Um, it was really about doing what everybody else was doing. So getting the full-time job, like, um, you know, having enough money to just pay all my expenses, but be able to do some extra things, getting married, having the kids, getting the house, like that to me was success. And, you know, as this was, you know, I've been married now for, uh, I think it'll be 17 years this July and we've been together for like 19, but, you know, back then, I was doing what I thought I was supposed to do and what everybody said was the right thing to do. I was sort of following the path that was laid before me. And if I knew that I had had permission to actually choose my own path and to maybe not do all of those things in that particular order, I may have done it totally differently. Um, But yeah, to me, it was like success is doing all the right things, checking all the boxes yeah. that our culture um, or dominant culture has kind of told us is the right path. Yeah, I think that's so true of so many people. Mm-hmm. And we, I don't want to say waste time because we learn lessons oh, along yeah. the way for everything mm-hmm. that happens. But we miss out on a lot of opportunities to yeah. be more authentic with ourselves and to totally. 
experience joy in different parts of our lives. And it's unfortunate that it happens a lot in our twenties. Like yeah. we're young and we're like fresh and we're fit. Yeah. We can do so many things and yeah. we waste so much time like worrying yeah. about other things, but you know, yeah. it's fine. Like, um, I feel like I had such a spiritual and like just life transformation turning 40 and starting my own business and like doing all these things that have happened. And it's like, I have such a different view on things than I did. So I think you're in excellent company when it comes yeah. to that, you know, that um, mindset in the beginning. Yeah. Um, was there anything, I'm sure everybody has a story, but was there anything pivotal for you either personally or professionally that posed an adversity that changed things for you, changed the trajectory of things for you? Yeah, um, I would say like the two biggest uh, adversities that I overcame was actually um, while I was my junior year in college, I really did have this sort of awakening, spiritual awakening ex experience where um, I bas basically left everything that I knew to be true. And that had been sort of the foundation to every choice that I had ever made. You know, it was like, if, if there's something that's right or wrong, I sort of went back to what have I been taught my entire life. And because my degree was in social work and I was really deep in studying psychology and sociology and just the structure of systems and how beliefs are formed and all of this, I began to question my own beliefs, um, which I think is pretty common for people who are studying, you know, psychology and or studying to be a counselor or anything. You start to see yourself in all of this work that you're studying. And so I began to question everything and I left um, a lot of things behind. I left communities and uh, friends and spaces that I was really that were really foundational to my life. And it felt like I was starting over and really having to decide how do I want to live my life. And, and while I was like on that trajectory and on this path of like really listening to my body and my intuition and deciding like, I'm going to do it my way and not do it like the conventional way or, or the way that dominant culture has presented to us. Um, it's sort of like once I met my then boyfriend and now husband, um, it was sort of like all those things I forgot about all, all the, all the self-discovery work I was doing. And I'm like, mm. I need to get married, <laughs> you know, yeah. and I need to have a baby and I need to, you know, all that stuff. So I, I did get married. I did have kids, uh, my first daughter actually at the age of like 29 and then I had a second daughter um, about a year and a half later. And I would say the second big adversity came um, probably when I was about 35. And so it was about uh, seven or eight years ago. And at that time, it was like all of a sudden I realized I, I, I just remember standing in my room one day in my house looking around and being like, this is my life. Like, how did I get here? And is this really what I wanted for my life? And am I happy here? And it like, why, why am I feeling depressed and what's wrong with me? And there was just so much stuff coming up for me. I started um, having anxiety attacks. I was starting to feel really depressed. I was feeling so exhausted that year and I couldn't figure out why I was so exhausted and needing naps all the time. And it finally got to the point where I could hardly show up to work without 
having an anxiety attack on the drive to work and then coming back from work and needing to nap um, before I could even function. And then like not being able to cook dinner anymore in the evenings and just needing to lay on the couch and like recoup. And I was like, something's wrong. And so I did go see a doctor and was diagnosed and a therapist and was diagnosed with um, chronic adrenal fatigue and anxiety and depression. And I was like, how did this happen? And at that point, um, my intuition kind of spoke back to me and, you know, probably also because I had this background of psychology and sociology and everything behind me, but it was like my thoughts and my beliefs and these narratives and these stories and all of these things that I wasn't challenging or questioning anymore because I was so focused on being a really good mom and a really good wife and a really good friend and a really, you know, just people pleasing all over the place, no boundaries, like saying yes to everything, like all of that kind of stuff. Right. So I was exhausted. Um, but I realized it was time to to pause and to really go back into this like self-discovery work that I had sort of left a few years yeah. prior to that. And so I did. I, I took two months off work, which was huge. I focused just on myself, which was also really uncomfortable because I was so used to putting everybody else first. Um, I started working with a therapist. I started doing yoga, meditation, reading tons of books. Like I just poured over uh, all of the things that I remembered that I actually loved learning about mm -hmm. and um, just took lots of little baby steps of putting myself first, doing things that would make my body feel good and really focusing on my mental, emotional, and physical and spiritual health. And that's actually when I got into Reiki as well. Um, and I mean, it took me a good solid year to come out of that and to feel like I had my energy back, mm -hmm. but I learned so much about myself in that year. Yeah. And it really became, um, like it was hard. And also I've always felt so grateful for that because it ignited and sort of propelled me forward back into the work that I love to do, which was social work. It's like really helping to support people to be their best selves in the environment that they're in. And while my social work doesn't look the same as it did, you know, 20 years ago, like working for a nonprofit organization or things like that, like I, I wanted to be a creative and to, to create my own programs and workshops and create communities. That's a huge part of my background. And, and so, yeah, I, I overcame that and um, made a lot of changes in my life and how I showed up. I said no a lot more often, mm -hmm. um, had a lot more boundaries, was really focused on taking care of myself because if I didn't, then I really had nothing to give. I, I'm such a giver and I wanted to serve everybody and give to everybody and be there for everybody all of the time. But I realized I could not do that if I was empty. So yeah. that, that was probably my biggest, my second biggest like adversity that I had to right. overcome. You know, it's really interesting that you're saying that. And I, there was this moment 
that I had that was very similar. And I was in, I was in therapy and I remember just like crying and I was just very emotional. And I said like, what is wrong with me? Like mm-hmm. I have everything that everyone wants. Totally. That's exactly I have, a, what I I have said. a loving husband. I have beautiful children. I have a job. Like yeah. I was working in a more like corporate type setting at that time. Yeah. And I'm like, what, why can't I just feel it? Right. Why can't I just be happy? Feel this happiness and this joy and this love that's all around me because I can see that it's there, but I can't feel it. Yeah. And that's such a frustrating feeling. And it's also just a desperate feeling Mm -hmm. because you feel so disconnected from yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I can absolutely relate. And I am sure that there are other people who can relate to that as well, where you just like have all this beautiful life. Yeah. But you're just tired and emotional yeah. and scared and like scared of yourself. Like, scared yeah. of why, why do I feel this way when I shouldn't? I should be grateful and loving and kind. And like, I have everything that everybody wants, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not appreciating it in the way that I should. And so, um, you know, Obviously, I mean, I am, I personally am still in therapy because I believe everyone should be in therapy. Yeah, I, I like, agree. I was like, when I took, yeah, when I had therapy the first time, I was like, everybody needs this. Yes. I mean, some weeks is just like running through what I did for the week and having somebody to verbal vomit on. Like, uh-huh. you know, that's not my husband, poor uh-huh. man, who has to yeah. deal with me verbal vomiting. On yeah, him. yeah. But yeah, I just think that that's an important place to be and it doesn't. And sometimes working with someone like you is, and someone like a therapist or anything like that is not about the deep stuff. It's about like, what makes me happy right now? Mm-hmm. Like, what is, what does joy look like for me right now? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so it doesn't have to be that you're like exercising all the demons of your life. Mm-hmm. Which you should at some point deal with the wounds that you have, but start with, like, I remember um, when I started therapy for the first time in earnest, like probably gosh, like seven years ago, I remember walking in, sitting down and saying, do not ask me about my parents. Do not ask me about my past. I'm here to talk about right now. Yeah. I'm feeling I'm struggling with stuff right now in the today and now. Yeah. That is what I'm here for. And that is all we're talking about. Yeah. Got it. You know, that's what I needed in that moment. Yeah, yeah. I was able to. You You were able to voice what you needed. Yeah. 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 And I realized that at that time, too, what was so exhausting is that, and and I don't know if you can relate to this, um, but as you were saying this, it was reminding me, like, I had such this attitude of, like, perfectionism, like, I had to do everything super, super good, and I had to be good and happy and joyful all the time, and if I wasn't, then there was something wrong with me, and Um, so not only was I trying to be a perfectionist in all the things that I was doing, but I thought that I needed to be perfect and get rid of all the bad things about me, including the negative emotions and that I should just be joyful hundred percent of the time. And like, if I wasn't, something was wrong with me. And I really learned through that experience that like, what if actually feeling depressed or feeling sad is an okay emotion to have. Maybe it's there to tell me something. What if I actually stopped trying to get rid of all these parts of myself, but I leaned in and got like changed my relationship to these parts of myself and started learning, like, why do they exist? Why are they here? What are they for? Is there a gift in them? And learning how to really embrace this whole 
messy, imperfect self instead of trying to be this perfect person to myself and to the people around me. And that also really changed everything for me. Oh, yeah. I think there's like, there's a protection to it in some ways, like telling us like a message of like, you need to pay attention here at something. Mm -hmm. But I think there's also an element of it that's um, showing us what joy really is. Mm -hmm. Like when you feel joy, when you've lived in that experience of not feeling good and then something good comes in, you're like, oh, this feels so good. Like there's a difference. You can feel the difference. Yeah, if we don't have contrast, we don't know right we don't know what we like or what we don't like or what feels good and what doesn't feel good like we do need contrast yeah the reason why there's light and dark in the world you know just yes. like day and night and everything else you know that is kind of the opposite of the same coin we need that contrast and it's okay yeah. mm-hmm. so in that point like right in that moment when you had taken the year to really heal yourself and pay attention to yourself and listen, um, what at that point did success look like for you? Because it was no longer this whole, like what everybody else was doing, but right then in that point, what did success look like for you? Yeah. Well, I think what I realized was that I success at that up until that point had been a lot about people pleasing. Like I, if everybody else was happy and I had pleased everybody else, as well, like including my parents or my husband or, you know, my coworkers or whatever, then that was success. And I realized that I had to let go of this people pleasing thing and that success was going to look like the things that allowed me to be my best self mentally, Mm -hmm. emotionally, physically, and spiritually, even if that disappoints other people or makes other people uncomfortable. And success is really learning how to fill up my own cup. So if I am working at a job that is making me miserable, you know, I may be making some money, um, and you know, being able to pay the bills, but if I'm absolutely miserable, that's going to impact the way that I interact with my coworkers, the way that I interact with my husband and my kids when I get home. Um, like what? Yeah, just like how I show up. And so I also realized that for me, what was important is success meant really loving what I was doing. Like mm-hmm. if I don't love what I'm doing, I'm not happy in the space that I'm in, then it's no longer successful. I can measure my success by how the work that I'm doing makes me feel. And, you know, there's going to be things that come up, like being an entrepreneur, there's always kinds of things, you know, things like, oh my gosh, you know, adversities that we have to overcome every single day. There's fear, there's um, things that are frustrating, all of that kind of stuff. So it's not to say that I'm like, 100% joyful and happy and in love with every single aspect of my work all the time. But overall, do I love what I'm doing and do I love how I'm doing it? And to me, that feels way more like success than, yeah, people pleasing and making sure that everybody's happy, you know, and now it's different because I'm an entrepreneur and I work from home working with coworkers, you know, but I'm not doing things to like, get 
other people's approval, like to get my parents approval or to get my husband's approval or to get anybody else's approval. I'm doing this because this is truly what brings me joy and satisfaction in my life is to do the work that I'm doing. I love that. And I, I think I'm, I'm leaning more and more into that as an entrepreneur. I love, there's this graph that you, that most everyone has probably seen on um, online, but it's like the life of an entrepreneur. And it's like one day, oh, yeah, I have. Like, this is freaking awesome. What yes. the hell was I thinking? <laughs> oh, great. This is great. You know, like, oh, oh no, so I'm going to die. You know, yeah. like, I mean, that's like really what it's like if you're not, not, not an entrepreneur, like yeah. every day is a ride, yeah. like yeah. where it's good or bad, you know, like you just don't know if you're going to be okay in the next like month or, you know, like the next year, it's so hard to do annual planning. Cause you're like, I don't know. Like <laughs> could be great. Could be awesome. Could uh-huh. be totally horrible. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that when I came in line with, and that had a lot to do, I mean, our session that was like the transformational session was about clarity and discernment around my business, Mm -hmm. which kicked off this whole year of clarity and discernment around my business. And what like a lot of people know that I had a really horrible car accident that happened two days after our session. I know. And so I always tell people, be careful what you ask for. If you ask for healing, be specific that you do not want healing. (laughs) You don't want it to be painful. Yes. (laughs) But even that was something that I needed to, um, like, it's funny and not funny, but like, if you don't slow down, God might make you run into a cement wall. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what... I mean, that, there were Absolutely. messages in there for me to slow down. There were messages in there for me to think more black and white. And when what is more black and white than can I physically do this or not physically? Yeah. Yeah. And it made me realize I had a, you know, an awakening. Like, do I love, I actually, I fucking hate what I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. no wonder I'm going to Reiki sessions and stressing and crying about like, I don't have clarity. I don't have clarity because I'm not supposed to be doing this this yeah. way. Yeah. And so it was, you know, I think those lessons are so, so important. So important. And and not everybody is willing to examine those kinds of things like a car accident and ask themselves, what can I learn from this? So I think it's yes. awesome that you're doing, that you did that and yes. that I know that you are doing that. But I, I'm the same way when I had the adrenal fatigue, I was like, what can I take away from this? If this was here to teach me something, what is it? And it was the same thing. I was just pushing, pushing, going, going so hard to the point of exhaustion that I was like, this is an opportunity for me to pause. I never give myself a chance to pause and to slow down and to take care of myself. Yes. And I have to learn how to put myself first so that I can continue to serve and show up for other people. Yeah. So yeah, good job. Thanks. I had a good person leading the way for me. <laughs> um, Great what would you say, like looking forward, I'm looking for where you're at right now, which is amazing. And you're doing amazing things for people. And um, what a blessing. And I feel this way in my business too. when I get to like connect because my business connects female entrepreneurs with a female virtual assistant in the Philippines. So it's blessing somebody. Angie's my client. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So I get to like bless somebody like Angie here with the help that she needs, but then also bless somebody in the Philippines with a job with somebody awesome. And so there, there is that whole joy in like what we're doing right now, but then we reevaluate like, where's the goalpost now? 
Like for you looking forward, what would success look like in five to 10 years from now? Like what you, if you were looking backwards at this last five to 10 years that you're about to go through, what would success look like for you in that time period? That is a great question. Um, a couple things come up for me. I'm realizing when you asked me that question that, you know, for the past few years, one of the thing, one of the other ways that I guess I could measure success was like, am I willing to take chances and, and do something scary, you know, and like wow. really put myself out there. And so I have done that in so many ways over the last few years. Um, and I feel like I'm pretty good. Like I, I'm pretty good at being comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. Um, I think now success for me looks like consistency and really having a strong foundation to the work that I'm doing. Um, consistency, having those systems in place and all that kind of stuff so that I can really show up and do the work that's important to me. And I'm not spending all this time and energy in my brain trying to figure out what do I do next? You know, and just kind of feeling chaotic in like a brand new business, which is what happens to everybody. Everybody's trying to, you're wearing a ton of different hats and so many. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm really starting to lay down. I've been working on that for the past year of like just laying down some foundations, some systems and some things so that I can show up consistently um, in my work and continue to really build deeper and more meaningful relationships with people because this is a relationship business. This is, and that's where I want to spend my time and where I've had to spend my time was much more behind the computer. And that's why I hired a virtual assistant. So I could like pass on some stuff and I can really focus on the part that I want to do, like creating the programs that I want to create, building relationships with people and coaching people and, and facilitating different classes and workshops. Which PS are totally amazing. Thank I did you. a single class and it was so it's fun. <laughs> so interesting too to to experience your work in that way because it's surprising. Like yeah, it you think you're in a coloring class and then all of a sudden you're like, ooh, mind blown. Like <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, you know. Totally. So if you're local, um, I'm gonna put Angie's um Angie's uh, website in the show notes. So please reach out, um, you know, hop on her mailing list because she does amazing, fun workshops and it's a way of really getting in touch with yourself, but in a way like that is fun and exciting. And, um, you know, like I, I remember when we did the Zentangle class, I'm like, I can't remember the last time that I colored. Mm. you know, like it yeah. just felt like it felt joyful, like it's a little bit you in touch with your like inner child. Part yeah. Of yeah. It felt so good. Sure. I'm going to do is untangled today just for that. Good. Um, <laughs> it, is uh, fun. it takes like, you know, 15 minutes. Yeah, play with exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so the last question that I always love to ask, which is really fun because everybody has a different answer and, um, it, you know, comes from different places, but what would you say is the best piece of advice that you've been given or a mantra or something that really has stood out to you as impactful that you just take with you um, as you move through your life? Yeah, I would say for the first part of my life, I would say from high school to, you know, like, I don't know, in my mid thirties, 
the first um, and biggest mantra that I loved, and I think I heard it on an Oprah show when she was interviewing somebody, and I can't even remember who it was anymore, was do something that scares you every single day. Oh, wow. One thing that scares you every single day. And I was like, I love that because it really helps us push ourselves beyond our comfort zone. And that's where the growth is. And so while I probably didn't do something scary every single day, it was on my mind a lot. And if there was an opportunity to do something that felt scary, I was like, okay, well, this is, this is my opportunity today. I got to do something scary today. So I'm going to do it. Um, So I think I'm pretty comfortable with doing scary things. (laughs) And I think what changed, um, you know, when I went through this like second adversity about seven or eight years ago with adrenal fatigue and everything, my new mantra after that was, what is the kindest thing that I can do for myself right now? And I had to ask myself that all the time, especially when I was, you know, recovering from adrenal fatigue and depression, anxiety, because that question forced me to pause before I made a choice. And, and, and if I asked, what's the kindest thing that I can do for myself right now, if somebody was inviting me to an event and I typically just wanted to say, yes, I could ask that question of myself and say, what would be the kindest thing that I could do for myself right now? Well, actually going to that event sounds exhausting. I don't feel good today. And you know, I really want to see all these people, but being around a ton of people, I think might be just overstimulating. So the kindest thing that I could do for myself right now is actually to say no, which was really hard. But that is the mantra that I use that really helped me create boundaries in my life. Um, And I would say that I still use that, like, even now, you know, as we've been sitting in this oh. pandemic i've been sitting in my house you know a lot and not exercising as much and so i've been asking myself this recently like what is the kindest thing that i can do for my body and what my body wants is to move so i've been you know going on walks more i've been doing 30 days of yoga with adrian on youtube i've attended like some live um yoga classes locally i've been eating a little bit differently you know because i keep thinking of like what's the kindest thing i can do for myself mentally emotionally physically spiritually so that comes up for me probably not as consistently as it did seven or eight years ago because i really needed it at that time but it still is a mantra that i i think plays a big part in how i make choices moving forward Oh, I'm totally going to steal that. I mean, that's the best part of asking this question on every episode of my podcast and on the live stream is I've now done close to a hundred um, episodes of between the podcast and live stream. So I've heard a hundred different answers to this question. Mm. And um, so I've heard so many things with PS never heard those before. Oh, so yay. <laughs> but um, just getting to have that perspective and then also just like stealing some of them and just saying like, Oh, yeah. I want to try that on for a oh, little totally. bit, you know, mm-hmm. and see how that feels. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, that's so good. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I stole that one from Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> on their show. Thanks, like, Oprah. Try that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, she's the best. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> well, where can people find you if they want to work with you or chat with you or get on your mailing list or any of those things, where can people find you? Yeah, I am on social media. I use Instagram the most more than Facebook. Um, So it's just Angie Lauven. 
and Lauvin is a weird last name. Oh, I'll put L O U T N. Yeah. And then my website is just angielauvin.com. And then I just started a new online uh, community on the Mighty Networks platform. So okay. that for people who aren't using social media or who are trying to use it less. And so my goal is not to like keep people super engaged on there and, and needing them to check in all the time, but it's a community platform that um, where people could meet, they can find out about upcoming events. I have free 30 day challenges, like the 30 days of embodied pleasure challenge is going to be on there. 30 days of self care is going to be on there. 30 days of journaling, 30 days of creative uh, creativity will be on there. So there's going to be um, access to some of the you know, programs, classes, workshops, free paid uh, things that will be on there. And then I have a monthly empowerment journaling circle that happens every second Wednesday from 10 to 1130 a.m. And that's free. And it's again, it's one of the things that I love to do is to create community, bring people together and do some deeper introspective work. And actually, you mentioned joy a little while ago. Um, and next month for the month of February, that is the topic we're covering is how do oh, we create nice. more joy for ourselves in 2022 as an act of uh, supporting ourselves and being more resilient during yes. hard times. So it's not about being joyful 100% of the time, but how can we create more um, because it changes our neural pathways in our brain and helps with our body so that we can kind of get through adversity a little yeah. bit easier. So, yeah. Well, we will, I need to grab a couple of those links from you, but I do have your Instagram and I have your website. I'll put those um, in the show notes and we will get the Mighty Networks and um, um, the others from you so that we can make sure that we put those in the show notes as well. And I invite anyone who's interested to connect with Angie, um, also go back and listen to the episode because I'm telling you, it will blow your mind. Like, all the things that came through, it was like unbelievable. So crazy. Like, talking to you about it, you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy how um, I had set the intention for healing and abundance in that year. And like literally it just unfolded and it stopped. Amazing. Like not the healing. Yeah. Yeah. That, but that, you know, like we met in February of 2020, like right before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole stopped at the end of the uh, right in December of 2020. So the what stopped? Like the lessons, like the things that came true basically from the visualization during the Reiki session. Got it. Like uh-huh. culminated in December of 2020. Oh, yeah. Okay. That yeah. was very interesting. But yeah. anyways, thank you so much, my yes. friend, for joining me you. and for being a part of this. I'm hopeful that um, everyone that is on the show will be definitely a part of the whole book process and um, and I'm going to include you guys in my um, acknowledgments because you are helping me as an author become better and understanding, um, you know, like my own journey, really. Exactly. Still, yeah, we're all mirrors for yeah. each other. So yes. I love that. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. And you guys, thanks for joining us. Um, If you came in late, come back and watch the replay because this is a really great episode and um, thanks. And we'll see you next time. So lovely to talk to you. All right. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of successful as fuck the podcast. I'm your host, Raya Gonzalez. And I'm just going to say I had a lot of fun doing this episode and I hope you had a lot of fun listening. We 
always have a good time on this podcast because we get to tell the stories of real people just like you. I'm going to encourage you, please join our pre-launch community. It's amazing. We get to see all the behind the scenes of what's going on with the book that's due out September 22. And that is also called Successful as Fuck. Shocker. If you join the community, you're going to get the behind the scenes. You're going to get the chance to get prizes. I love to give those out. So don't miss out, guys. The link will be in the show notes. And we hope that you'll come back next time for the next episode of Successful as Fuck, the podcast.